guys, welcome back to the Balance Factor podcast. My name is Emily, I am your host, and on this show we talk about how to achieve balance in your life while navigating all of its uncertainties, while staying true to who you are throughout the process. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. I can't believe it's the middle of August. Where has time gone? Honestly, where has it gone? This is crazy to me. For today's episode, we are going to be joined by content creator and podcaster Alana Bloomberg from the Morning Ray podcast. We're going to be talking all about balancing your professional and personal life and how to improve your relationship with yourself. Alana is also from Toronto and she shares her morning routines, healthy habits, and daily rituals through content creation. Her content is extremely relatable, raw, and authentic, and her ability to articulate how she's overcome challenges in her 20s is truly inspirational. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and I think regardless if you're in your 20s or if you're older, younger, this conversation could be extremely beneficial to you. We dive deep into how to listen to your gut, listen to your intuition, find what works for you and how to manage all the chaos that life brings you whether that's professional life your personal life your social life how to do all of those things while doing things that are good for your mental health and physical well-being such as getting up early and going to the gym or maybe doing a workout later at night figuring out that routine that works really well for you can be really challenging and through our conversation we talk about how to find those routines and implement daily practices such as affirmations um, practicing gratitude things that you can do to slowly progress and make changes in your everyday life that will make you feel more centered and give you some clarity on what feels good for you and where you want to go in the future so i thoroughly enjoyed this conversation i hope you guys enjoy it as well and before we dive right into the episode if you know you know i have to share my weekly favorite and for this week i have i have a really good one and i'm not gonna lie it's probably one of my favorite things um kind of random but i ordered a Bayes backpack. If you don't know what the brand Bayes is, it's the brand that Shea Mitchell created. It's all like luggage and um, functional baggage stuff. And I really needed a new backpack, especially living in a city and needing to get around or going home on the weekends, going up to my cottage, doing small little things, even getting groceries. A small little backpack for my computer was not cutting it. And I finally... They had it finally back in stock, the black color. I ordered it. Guys, this backpack is life-changing. The whole zipper's on the side completely open, so it's kind of like almost a duffel bag. So if you're somebody who, you know, moves around a lot and needs some extra space, highly recommend you check out this backpack. It is life-changing. I love it so much. So with all that said, I think it's time we dive into the episode. So please welcome to the show, Alana Bloomberg. So I'm Alana, or I go by Lan or Lanny, and I'm 23 years old. I'm based out of Toronto, Canada. I grew up in the suburbs, but moved down here into the city about just over a year ago. 
and I studied marketing. I started off at Laurier University here in Ontario in Waterloo and then transferred to Ryerson after my second year. So in my junior year, I was going to Ryerson and I continued doing the business program there. Majored in marketing, minored in retail management. I finished school last December, graduated officially in June, but I have been working full time since May 2021. So my last three semesters or two semesters, two semesters, I was working full time while doing school. Um, I did around like three or four courses and it was honestly kind of insane. Everything was remote because of the pandemic, um, but I really didn't want to make it work because I wanted to move out. So I did what I had to do and I started off working for a company called Greenfresh. They are an agency. They do specifically influencer marketing, a little bit of social media management in the natural and organic CPG space. So think of brands like Vital Proteins, um, any like collagen brand, healthy granola bars, cereals, like all these healthy alternatives, those are probably their clients. Um, so I did that from May until December. And then I decided to apply for this job at Mutual Friends, which is the agency I'm with now. And I decided to apply for fun. I like had been following Alex, who's one of the co-founders of Mutual Friends on Instagram for a few months. So they had a job posting, decided to apply, got the job. So now I've been working for Mutual Friends as a marketing coordinator since December. So I think I'm on eight months now. And it's been like, honestly, a really great learning experience. I've gotten to move into different areas. So a lot of my background was in CPG because even like my internships were for CPG brands throughout school. So it's been nice to go into like more lifestyle and beauty and clothing stores and rental properties and stuff like that. So I do that full time. I'm still working a nine to five. A lot of people don't know that if they're newer followers, but I do work a nine to five. And then I guess like it's not really on the side anymore. It's definitely also like a full time job, but I am a health and wellness creator on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and I have a podcast, Morning Ray. Um, everything kind of like intertwines in terms of what sort of topics I cover and what I show. And yeah, I started that for fun in first year. Had always grown up watching YouTubers and a bunch of my friends made like health conscious food accounts, fitness accounts in first year. And I took it a little more seriously. And here I am four years later, almost five, um, and doing it basically as like my side hustle. So when did you actually start the podcast? How long ago? I started it November 2020. Okay, so not two, about two, almost two years. Yeah, almost two years years ago. So how did, how are you managing doing, you know, you have a podcast, you have, um, you do TikTok content creation, then you're doing a nine to five, but at the same time, you're also prioritizing your health and your wellness. And for people that haven't seen Alana's content, you do special, like specific TikToks or like reels that are about your six to nine before your nine to five, which is just so incredible and inspiring because so many people, you know, they could choose to stay in bed and just do their nine to five, but you choose to do that for yourself. How do you manage all that every single day? Honestly, like some days I wake up like today, I like set my alarm for seven, was going to do an evening workout, but literally hits news until 750. And that's the reality of some mornings. But I've honestly have always been an early bird. Like I would force myself to sleep in in high school because that's what all my friends were doing. And I kind of felt like left out 
if I didn't, but I never slept all the way through. Like I would wake up still at eight and then make myself go back to bed. Um, So like waking up early has never been super challenging to me. I also don't close my blinds. I have like sheer drapes that are in front of my blinds and I don't close like the actual blind that blocks out the sun when I go to bed. Um, So I wake up to the sunlight, which is also a lot easier to get up because you're gradually waking up as the sun is rising. I can still sleep in if the sun is out, um, but it does make it a bit easier to get out of bed most days. So that is like one tip, like sleep with your blind partially open if you don't want the full thing open. Um, But like to me, taking care of my mental and physical well-being is so important. And when I don't do that, like the past two months, honestly, from moving out and moving to a new apartment because I was living with a roommate previously, I got thrown off that routine and like it's totally okay. There's a time and place for everything. But I started to notice that not doing these healthcare rituals, these like routines that you see like the hot girl routine or like that girl morning routine when I wasn't doing at least the bare minimum of those, I started to really feel it mentally. I felt a lot more anxious. I felt a lot more stressed. I felt more burnt out. But when I lean into these things, like taking time to go to hot Pilates or a berries class or go on a run or a walk, journaling, making proper meals, you know, getting up early and giving myself that time before work, I'm really able to show up in my other areas of my life a lot better because I can be a lot more present because I've taken care of what's going on in my head and like what getting rid of like that energy, you know, in that morning, that physical energy, because like I sit at my desk pretty much from 930 till 5 p.m. Yeah. And it's I don't even a lot of people, I think they can get caught up in there's like, oh, you have to do journaling. You have to do this. You have to do that. And it's it becomes chaos. But in reality, it can just be like one thing, like going mm-hmm. to a workout class, going to a walk, doing like even just writing down something in the morning. It doesn't have to be that complicated, mm-hmm. um, which I think is just something that's hard to determine for yourself. But as you grow and you learn and you try new things, it becomes easier. So for you, how did you figure out what worked well for you? Like staying true to who you are and finding you know, what makes you feel best when you're sitting at your job from nine to five? I feel like it's a lot of trial and error. It's almost like in marketing when you run ads for anyone who's studying marketing or works in marketing, you normally do like an A-B test and you have these two ads that are like almost the same thing or have the same sort of purpose, but they're slightly different and one might perform a little better. It's kind of the same thing with your morning routine or your night routine or whatever you're doing for yourself. But I just would trial different things. Like maybe I saw someone on TikTok doing a five minute journal, like the preset journal prompts and they were just filling it in. And I decided to try that instead of doing a mind dump in an empty notebook. And maybe some days I really realized that I really need that five minute journal because I don't have the motivation or the willpower to just like do my own self-led journaling and I need someone to guide me through it. Or some days I don't want that structure and I just want to like word vomit on my journal. And it's just like learning to be in tune to like your intuition and your that inner gut feeling. You'll know what feels right to you. I know it sounds like so like foo-foo and stupid and I swear yeah. everyone's like, your gut knows. Like how? Like how do I listen? But the more you like encourage yourself to try to listen to that inner voice, the sooner you're going to figure out like what really serves you and what energizes you opposed to burns you out. Maybe like morning workouts aren't really for you. Maybe you're super tired in the morning. Maybe you prefer a super slow morning 
where you're waking up, you're going for a little walk, you're grabbing a coffee, maybe you're coming back and making breakfast and sitting down and journaling. And then when you get home from work or school, then you're doing your workout because you find you have more energy then. Or maybe you find evening workouts, you're just too tired and your workout never feels productive or efficient enough or it doesn't yeah. give you like that satisfaction that you're looking for. So you try a morning workout. Or maybe you want a little mix of both. Like I realize, like I like doing both morning and evening workouts, but not just like all morning all the time or just all evening all the time. Like right now I'm kind of in this like phase in my life where some of my workouts are in the morning and I wake up super early and I wake up at five and do a 6 a.m. workout. Or some days I sleep in a little bit later and I go to a late workout after work. So it's just like figuring out what works for you and also know it's going to change like as the seasons of your life evolve and go through them. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like what works for you in the summer may be completely different even in the winter. Like here in Toronto, we're covered in snow. So getting up at 5 a.m. to go to a 6 a.m. Pilates class might be a little challenging. Yeah. Uh, And I also think that on like TikTok and social media, everyone shares their version of like what works for them. And it's really easy for people to get caught up in, oh, because this person's doing it, that's what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. And then they don't stay true to like what works well for them and it becomes this chaotic kind of stressful environment which it shouldn't be um so you know i i appreciate that you very much stay true to who you are regardless of like the things that go on around you and the people you're surrounded by and because you're in the content creation industry there'd be a lot of like opinions and going off of that topic how do you manage having all those different content creators throwing all these different kind of ideas out and still staying true to what you know works for you and not getting bombarded by different opinions and making yourself second guess yourself. Yeah, so I think for me, it's kind of become second nature to not let those other trends or what other people are doing or other people's opinions of what I'm doing impact me because I did grow up going to an art school. I was in an integrated arts program. I was at the school called Baythorn um, in Vaughan. And I went there from grade six to eight. And then in high school, I was in the dance program from grades nine to 12. And I also danced competitively throughout my whole life. And there's a whole lot of comparison. And you see like these trends within the dance community in terms of like who's using what song or like what style jazz are we doing? Are we doing very old school jazz? Are we doing like more like sexy? Even the hairstyle. Yeah, the hairstyle too. So I think I've learned from a young age, like how to carve my own path. And that it's okay to take inspiration from other people. Like, that's what art is. Like, even if you listen to music, like, people take samples from other artists' work and incorporate it into their song and then take their own twist on it. And it's okay to be influenced a little bit or inspired, rather, by other Mm -hmm. creators and individuals in your life or maybe people who are commenting on your life as a creator because you do open up yourself for that criticism. But just like know that what you're doing, as long as it feels right to you and as long as you love doing it, keep doing it. There are moments where I experience imposter syndrome or feel like so-and-so's stuff is so much better than mine. And it's really easy, especially I feel like as a female, we're taught to compare and compete and like put ourselves down or push other people down. And you can get really caught up in it. But I think practicing gratitude has really taught me to be grateful for what I have and what I'm capable of doing and be proud of what I'm doing as well as like affirmations. Like I'm healthy, strong, and confident. I'm capable at doing whatever my mind puts me to. 
practicing those sort of things in my journaling or whether I'm just like speaking like that to myself on my way to work really helped me navigate that that urge to want to push myself down and say like oh so and so is doing so much better or I should do that because they're doing that yeah exactly and so in terms of you know like feeling that imposter syndrome because that's something I've also this even this year and just throughout my past have experienced and it comes in waves but I find that that also comes with challenges especially with my social life and I'm curious to know because I feel like we're similar in the sense that you know we like to prioritize our routines and things like that but I personally find it challenging when there's like social opportunities that come up and they throw me off my routine but I need to have that balance of going out with friends or even just going out for coffee with friends but then at the same time I'm like okay well then that's going to throw off my routine. I'm curious to know from your perspective if you feel the same way and if you do how do you manage that? I think when I was younger like I want to say up until when I was maybe 20, 21 I would get so anxious like I deal with anxiety and OCD I would get so anxious if I was thrown off my routine I also have a history of disordered eating so when that routine was thrown off I felt like I lost that control like I felt like it was kind of this all or nothing mindset and I honestly think since encouraging myself to be more spontaneous and to say yes more these were two goals I set for myself for the past two years and to encounter this healing journey of getting over this disordered eating thoughts and patterns and um, lifestyle, it's really encouraged me to be more flexible and to be more agile. And I think the pandemic has taught a lot of us how to be really agile. Like throughout the pandemic, I was working at Lululemon. So as you know, like in Ontario, restrictions were coming on and off all the time and changing. And so was my work environment and some days I well, some weeks I would go without having to go into the store because the malls were closed. And then all of a sudden it could change in the blink of an eye and then it could change again. It was like constantly ever changing. And so my routines were always changing. And I learned how to be more agile through that because like things that were out of my control, I couldn't change them obviously because they were out of my control. So like that taught me the importance of being agile, but it also taught me that I'm capable of capable of being agile and that things will continue on and it's not the end of the world and it's I'm not going to lose my progress I'm not going to lose these good habits that I built up um in terms of like incorporating a social life I think it's really important to find out what that balance is for you like too much routine is also bad like the same way as like either end of the totem pole like if you have no routine at all and like you're kind of chaotic and like going out and like being really disruptive to yourself and your mental and physical well-being that's not good and neither is being so like a type where you can only see like oh I have to wake up at six every single morning and if I don't wake up at six and that's bad and I've totally like ruined everything and if I don't get my workout in and if I don't burn x amount of calories or eat x amount of calories or follow the specific like meal plan or like go to bed at a certain time every single day all these extremes like it's no it's not good to be on either end of the totem pole and you have to find what that middle ground is for you. And sometimes it might lean a little bit more towards no routines. Like for me, like I didn't really have routines for a bit like I did, but they were like a lot looser than what I was used to um, for the past few weeks. And then you kind of like reel it back in and that's okay. So just like 
learning what feels good to you and finding that like healthy middle ground and learning that you can be agile and the world isn't going to end if you don't do this routine perfectly square every single morning. Yeah, and I I definitely used to be that way where similar to you where I would be in a routine and if somebody if something happened even at like spontaneous moment and I couldn't do something that was like set in my schedule, it would be like total panic. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to, I don't know how to manage this. But I think as you get older and I think this just comes with like growing up and stuff, you figure out how to manage those feelings and realize through experiences that it's not going to be the end of the world and mm-hmm. you're going to be okay and survive it. So, you know, it just really takes time and just learning and I think if anyone's listening one big thing I've learned through my 23 years of life is you can just learn from everything yeah so for you know your so you do the content creation you do the nine to five and then when you come home at night do you crash because you get up early like do you find you hit a wall throughout the day no honestly like Maybe I used to when I first started waking up early about a year and a half ago, two years ago. But because my body is used to it, my body clock just works that way. My mom is also like this. Like, I need a little more sleep than her, but she can literally run off of five hours of sleep and, like, stay up late and, like, still be super hyperproductive. And I'm not saying to only get five hours of sleep. I recommend getting seven to nine or listening to whatever your doctor says. But I honestly don't crash. It's very odd. If I do, and it's usually because I haven't eaten enough for the amount of activity I've done that day, or I didn't get a good enough sleep the night before. So no, I don't crash. Like maybe I am a little tired, but I don't feel like I have to take a nap or anything. Well, then that's, that's really good because a lot of people, if they get up early, it's just not right for them. But that's, that's amazing that you don't have that crash because I know for myself, I used to definitely crash. Actually, when I drank more coffee, I would find I would crash way more. But like now that I don't, it's like for some reason way better. Um, So yeah, in terms of, you know, you mentioned making sure you're eating enough throughout the day and you mentioned some, you know, your relationship with food not being the strongest in the past. As you've grown up and gone through challenges and experiences how have you been able to overcome those negative thoughts and really just figure out a healthier relationship with your food body image everything kind of related in that um, area it's definitely been an up and down journey and I think a lot of people think like the day you decide to recover or like stop having these negative thoughts like it's just like an upward journey and like everything is okay and like That is so far from the truth. Like today, I literally woke up and I had a bad body image day, but I didn't let myself fall into the old habits and like thought patterns that I used to. Like I probably would have used to talk really negatively to myself continuously throughout the day after I've woken up and didn't like what I saw in the mirror. Um, But now maybe I'll have like one or two, maybe five thoughts. And like I learned to counteract those thoughts with like positive, happy things about myself and to talk it out with my friends who have also been through disordered eating and have overcome it and have a healthier relationship with food and their body and exercise now. I think surrounding yourself with people who aren't caught up in this diet culture nonsense is really important because if you're continually around people who are discussing oh, I want to lose X amount or I'm only eating this or like all these different rules and I don't want to talk too much about it because it can be triggering to people. But if they're yeah. con- continually talking about 
I'm sure you know what, then like you're only going to be thinking about it more and you're going to be engaging in that conversation. And so like if you take a moment to step back and to surround yourself with people who are confident and have a healthy relationship with food and go out and actually eat whatever they want to eat and finish their plate or eat what they feel until they're full um, and exercise in a way that's very healthy and balanced and also know how to go out and have fun and let loose, then you're going to start to embody those habits and practices in your own life. And it might not, it's not going to happen like right away as soon as like you put those people around you, but you're slowly going to start to adapt those habits. It's the same thing how you adapt anything else you would from that person. So I think the people you surround yourself is a huge part. I think counteracting those negative thoughts that you have with yourself, with happy, positive, good self-talk is really important. Practicing positive affirmations, like I'm healthy, strong, and confident. I love my body. My body is capable of doing whatever I need it to do. Um, affirmations like that, you can find so much, so many more online. You eventually will start to believe it. Or maybe you write those affirmations on sticky notes and put it on your mirror. I've done that before. Um, and another thing I would say is really going through and do an audit of who you're following on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, on Pinterest, on Tumblr, wherever you are. And people still use Tumblr, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> like really do an audit of what content you're consuming. And if it's all the super triggering stuff, stuff that's making you compare yourself negatively or like want to spiral back into those old habits, maybe it's time to unfollow them or mute them or block them even. Um, that's what I did. And when I changed like the content I was consuming, the people I was surrounding myself with, the way I spoke to myself, I was then able to really move on this journey of self-recovery. Yeah, it's it's so interesting that it's one, the people that you on a physical note actually surround yourself with. But I think people also forget that on a phone, it's the same kind of concept of opinions and ideas being thrown at you and it might seem like oh I'm not hanging around that person so like it doesn't doesn't really affect me or they don't even think about it that way but who you're actually following can have such a huge significance on your perspective on things the way you your decisions you make everything involved in life and I think that is a huge thing about like you know I even my previous episode we talked about how social media is not therapy and I was speaking to a psychologist she said the same thing mute the people unfollow them do what you need to do and if you feel that oh what if what not try it and see if if maybe that's not the right move to make then go back and follow them but it doesn't hurt to do that mm-hmm. and so going back I've heard you mention multiple times about affirmations and like gratitude and everything like that it seems like that's a really er an area that you're very strong and passionate about curious to know what you do specifically in terms of like do you journal it or do you put it on the wall how do you actually implement that into your everyday because I even for myself sometimes I'll forget but I think a lot of people have a hard time being able to be like okay this morning I should you know look myself in the mirror and I'm gonna do that how do you incorporate that into your everyday? So I definitely started off by journaling it. I don't journal every single day, but I did event start off doing it that way to build a really strong like relationship with it. And I would write out all these affirmations and I would find different ones online from other creators and Pinterest and Google and everything. Um, and then eventually I discovered this app. It's called I Am. 
and it sends you notifications of positive affirmations to your phone or if you were an apple watch it gets sent to your apple watch and you can choose how many you want to be sent to you actually now that i'm thinking about it i don't think i've gotten one in a while so i think maybe the app went onto my iCloud or something but it can send you as many notifications of you as you want and you can choose different areas that you want to focus on like self-love, body positivity, like all these different things. And it will send you these affirmations throughout the day starting, like I set mine 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And I think I'd get like 10 throughout that time. And you read the notification because obviously like you look at your phone and you read all these notifications like so-and-so liked your photo or you got an email from this person or this person texted you. But it's really nice to get that affirmation to your phone and to read it and just like take a moment to like, say it back to yourself and to really absorb it and remember it. And then I would even like take those affirmations and incorporate it into my journaling practice. So that's like how I've incorporated it. In my old apartment, I had sticky notes in my bathroom on the mirror, which really helped. Um, I don't have them right now, but if I ever feel I need that again, then I'll do that. But honestly, journaling and even just like now that I know these affirmations kind of like on the back of my hand, repeating them back to myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's another thing that with time and practice, it becomes easier and easier. I didn't even know there was an app like that. So that's really cool that it goes right through to your watch. That's really neat. So like now, so when did you start doing all of this gratitude practicing? Did this start just a couple years ago? Or is this like something that you just did like a couple months ago? How long has it taken you to get to where you are today? Were you so confident in your ability to do it? I started journaling in the pandemic and it was actually after I started working at Lululemon. Lululemon, we have a lot of um, staff meetings once a month. We have a staff meeting, even like our like pre-opening meetings or closing meetings where we practice a lot of these things and it can be a little culty, like I'm not going to lie, but it really did motivate me and want to practice it in my own life and more consistently than just like whenever I was working a shift that was opening or closing or at these staff meetings. So working in an environment that spoke about affirmations and self-love and all this like positive, empowering self-talk all the time really encouraged me. It's the same thing back again, like who you surround yourself is really what's gonna going to inflict how you talk to yourself, the way you behave, the way you treat yourself. Um, like if you're hanging around with people who are partying and drinking and maybe they're doing drugs all the time, you might be more easily influenced to participate in those activities. And there's nothing wrong with that. But maybe you want to surround yourself with people who are going to work out and make um, food at home and like grocery shop and fill their body with nutrients and practice like talking to themselves a lot more positively. Or even like if you hear your friend is meditating and she keeps talking about meditating, you're more likely to be influenced by them to start that practice, right? Than if you were surrounded by a friend who didn't speak about it at all. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious to know how you've been able to surround yourself by people who have similar interests to you. I've heard from a lot of people that they have a really hard time, especially like if they're in a group that, you know, perhaps maybe parties a lot or they do things that aren't align aren't align aligning with their values and morals and things they want to focus on and then they're kind of left out by themselves like I don't really know where I can find these people for you how how were you able to find your niche and and people around you that make you feel you're at your best 
I think I have a really unique situation because when I was at Laurier, I was surrounded by girls and people who I felt didn't really align to what I wanted in my life and what I envisioned. And I felt like I was constantly trying to push a square into a circle hole. Like it just like, I couldn't mold myself into being interested and prioritizing the things that they were prioritizing. And so when I transferred schools, I really had this opportunity to start things fresh, to have this blank slate, to be in a completely different city than all these people and to have access to so many other individuals. Like when you are in a college town, you really only have access to the people that are there, right? But if you're in a town like, well, not town, city like Toronto, where you have all these different people commuting to Ryerson or commuting to U of T, or you also have other individuals who are just like living in Toronto, you are able to find people that are in alignment with what you want. And yes, it was scary. Like, and it was hard. Like, I'm not going to say it was easy, like finding new people and cutting out toxic friendships and relationships. It wasn't. I There were moments where I felt really lonely and like I didn't have friends, but I rather to go through that period where I felt super lonely than to continue to be in this space where I felt like none of my friendships were true friendships. I felt like I was constantly putting in all the effort and reaching out to them, but I was not getting that back. Like I felt like if I wanted to have plans with someone, I always have to reach out. I was never going to hear from them. If I wanted to be invited to something, I had to invite myself. And it's not that I wasn't ever included in anything, but I just, it didn't feel right to me. And so I had to let go of those relationships and friendships. And I'm still very civil with them. Some of them I've reconnected with, but I had to like clear that slate and start fresh. And I think social media honestly really helped me in having my page and being involved with other creators in the same space and finding those people through that, that really aligned with the type of lifestyle that I wanted to live. Yeah. And as much as there are the negatives of social media, one thing I've learned in the last probably two years is how many people you can really connect with and find people that have the same interests of you, which I think is just really neat and special because, you know, years ago we never had that opportunity. And people put down on social media a lot these days, but there also is, you know, all those positives of connecting with people. Another thing is that, you know, being having that period where you have to push people aside and just kind of be alone for a minute, as much as it's challenging, it's not permanent. And I I don't know if you can relate to this as well, is that in the moment it feels like it's like such a isolating feeling, but mm-hmm. as you start slowly meeting people, if it's, even if it's through like integrating um, little conversations with people at a coffee shop or just little things like that. And the more and more you do it, the more it's like, oh, okay, this isn't, this isn't a permanent thing. This is, this mm-hmm. is eventually gonna come, come to an end. And yeah, so that's just so interesting. So to your, you know, you've gone through this whole transition of um, changing schools, career paths, doing multiple things at once. If you were to go back and tell, look back at your younger self, what's something that you would tell yourself? I think like not everything has to be planned. I was so set on following this plan that I hadn't made for myself. Ignorant 18 year old Alana was convinced she was going to go to Laurier BBA. She was going to do co-op. She was going to graduate with a, a major in marketing, a minor in whatever. And she was going to get a job at the place she co-opted. 
and she was going to work for in a fashion company like high-end fashion and do marketing for them and I was so sad on that and if nothing aligned with that like it was almost as if I was failing and I'm nowhere near in that path I guess like I kind of stuck in the marketing sort of field but just life will work out as it should and when it should and you just need to sit back and let it take you on its ride enjoy all the ups and downs you can't enjoy the ups without having the downs and you can't really like be stronger if you don't work through those downs and make it past that and come back up so just like stop planning really like just like follow your gut instinct and just know that everything will happen as it should when it should and as it should yeah there's definitely this I don't even know what the word is for it but this expectation that you graduate high school you go to university you get a job and everything has to be set in stone and now when I look back at that I'm like okay I could have I could have easily taken a grade 13. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I felt so much pressure. Mm -hmm. So it's such such an important thing, especially if anyone listening is younger and in that position, is there are so many different pathways you can take and you just have to go with every day, day by day. Don't live in that future mindset of I need to be at X place by in five years from now. Look at tomorrow and say, where do I want to be by the end of that day? So... I've thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you. This has been so much fun. Um, where can everyone find you, your podcast, um, all your socials? So you can find me on Instagram. It's at Alana Bloomberg, A-L-L-A-N-A-B-L-U-M-B-E-R-G. And then that's the same on TikTok and on YouTube. And then my podcast is Morning Ray. Ray is spelled R-A-E, and it's available anywhere where you listen to podcasts. I release episodes every Monday at 6 a.m., so you can come and listen there if you want to hear more of what I have to say. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and were able to relate to Alana and I's conversation and maybe get some inspiration or some tips and tricks that you can do to try and better your morning routines, practice gratitude, implement daily rituals that make you feel good and that are targeted towards what you need and where you want to be going forward, who you want to surround yourself with and how you want to feel inside and out every single day. So thank you so much, Alana, for coming on the show. I think this was a great episode. Make sure to check her out on her socials. They are linked down below as well as to follow me on Instagram, TikTok. Check out my website. It's all at Balance Factor. And with all of that said, I hope you guys have an absolutely amazing day. Enjoy the rest of the summer. It's coming to an end. And I will see you next week for another new episode. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.